<laughs> we are hope. We are love. Siotien is a family, a lovely family. We are progress. I am Siotien. I am Siotien. <laughs> I didn't say you, I said me. I am Siotien. You're listening to Beyond the Village. This podcast is produced by Children of the Nations. Shorthand for our name is Siotien. We work in Sierra Leone, Malawi, Uganda, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic because we believe true, lasting, and meaningful change to a nation begins with the children. This podcast gives them, the staff who cares for them, and the partners like you a chance to tell the real story. No matter who you are, where you live, how you were raised, all of us humans are wired for family, whether it's people with your physical DNA or your soul DNA. And at COTN, we always say we are a worldwide family, and that can kind of sound theoretical, but time after time, as I interview COTN partners, staff, and children all over the world, the theme keeps popping up. This time, I blame Deanne Jacobson. It took me about two seconds to figure out that she's got this big, sweet heart, and it's infectious in all the best ways. To make a long story short, Deanne was inspired to volunteer in her spare time after hearing a sermon from her pastor. COTN was close by, she liked the mission, so she decided to help. Then her son got involved. Then her husband. Now they sponsor four kids, one in the Dominican Republic, one in Sierra Leone, and two in Uganda. Deanne visited COTN's ministry in Uganda on her own, but in 2016, the Jacobsons decided it was time to go to Uganda as a family. I'm your host, Heather Ostakevich, and you are listening to COTN's podcast, Beyond the Village. To kick off this episode, I'm going to let Deanne's husband, Kyle, describe their first night in Uganda because what is a good travel story without a few obstacles and a little humor to kick it off? It's like midnight in you know Uganda. We finally get to the hotel. We get there, we take a shower, getting ready to go to bed, and the power goes out. <laughs> and, thought, and my first thought was, welcome to Africa. <laughs> Went to get in bed, and about five minutes later, I hear a big diesel generator uh, start up, which is outside, right outside our window. <laughs> and I just... I just laughed and, you know, we got up four hours of sleep and got up in the morning for the trip north. But you just have to laugh at those things because it's just, it's all part of the trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one night, I think it was Wednesday night, I didn't sleep like at all. Yeah, it was we just American hit songs redone in Luo. <laughs> but finally, you know, we Same. get up at six in the morning. We have breakfast. We didn't sleep. So getting up is, you know, figurative. But it, it, <laughs> And we're walking up to the administration building to have breakfast, and they turn off the music. Right at 7 o'clock, because we're going to have breakfast. So that was a long day. Yes, <laughs> But the Jacobsons weren't about to let a little lack of sleep spoil this trip. Deanne could hardly wait to get to COTN's ministry site. So this was my second trip going, and first time leading a team. It was exciting to have the anticipation of returning and um, the uh, the joy of the reunion, and um, it, it it was really exciting because so like Kyle had said, you know, we had traveled for like two days. We're all exhausted, tired, and we we turned to go to the village, and we're about halfway there, and I just happened to look forward, and. I, I see a bunch of people on the road, and I, I remember, I'll never forget this, because I asked Pastor David, I said, 
what's going on? <laughs> Thinking there's something, what's going on in the road? And he said, he turns to me and he says, welcome home. And I was just, I mean, I, I, I was just blown away. I, I think there was tears of joy, many of them. And just to see familiar faces. And I think most people, when they go to Uganda, have fond memories of hearing the little children yelling Muno, which Muno means white person. And they're all excited. And they're so cute. Um, so I'm hearing that and, and they're, they're playing music. And all I could think of at the time was just gave me that glimpse of what it will be like one day, a joyous reunion and celebration of, um, of what heaven will be like and celebrating, you know, that arrival of all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, of course, you know, that just makes it um, more tears of joy. Then Monica, a girl who is sponsored by the Jacobson family, finds Deanne on the bus. She knew I was coming because she saw the team name, the team leader name, but she didn't know that Kyle and Aaron were coming. So I said, and look who else I brought along. And, and so she looks over and I go, it's Papa Kyle and it's it's Brother Aaron. And she's like, she's like, oh. And so then she just took off and disappeared. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until late. And then she came back and or we talked to her a little bit. It was later on that one of the house moms she had said she ran all the way back to the to the village to tell um, her that that the whole family came <laughs> and she was so excited. Then she ran back. So that that was a great experience. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and it just feels like one big family there. I read a quote the other day that talked about how home is people, not a place. And it's like, isn't that fitting? Because having the time spent with all of them is just yeah, it was great. I guess part of it is just realizing, you know, you get on the plane and you spend ten, like 20 hours of air travel just to get there. And you finally get there and you realize that you're in Africa, which is not not a place I ever expected to find myself. But when you get to the village and all the kids come out to welcome you, and that was just an amazing thing after all that, you realize that they're all real and they're real people that in it's all, it just kind of hits you. So in the middle of the interview, I ask Aaron, Kyle and Deanne's son, if he would mind sharing some of his favorite moments and he graciously accepted. Aaron is 13 years old and is very articulate. As you can imagine, this trip to Uganda was a big deal for him. I really had a fun time meeting like Brian's family and like meeting his mom. It was really a huge contrast to what we live in here because he his home was basically two mud huts with just like seven people living there and like five beds in one little hut and the other hut was where they were cooking. Since his mom is widowed, she also I think she has some kind of sickness and like she's going, she's trying to bring up like five different kids, and it's really like amazing how she's able to still really care about them and everything when she's so sick. This is what people live like every day when I'm just sitting in my room. It's like wow. So now, when you're writing him letters back, is it easier to write to him now that you've met him? Yeah, yeah, definitely, because we have other sponsored children in Sierra Leone and. Dominican Republic but I haven't met them so like I feel like I have a 
better connection with Monica and Brian than I do with them. I am wondering what it's meant to you to volunteer with COTN and sponsor a kid and all of that. I mean, you're really involved with COTN. I just like really think like what they're doing is really good. And like they're trying to help kids that like can't really help themselves. And they're trying to like help out the, the developing countries. Like I just kind of like improve their situation with like all the kids there and like the, the next generation yeah, and give them hope. You saw your sponsored children. You went to Brian's home. You saw where Monica is living. So what impact are you seeing that sponsorship is having on the kids? One of the things that I take from it, from being there the second time, being able to see Brian's home, but also with Monica, was that when you hear the stories of the children uh, saving all the letters and the small gifts from their sponsors, that it, it really is true. It means so much to them. So you just you just never know the impact that you make by taking the time to extend your love to them and how that has a ripple effect to the other children as well. And that was one of the big things for me that was a big eye-opener. I was talking with Monica and she shared with me how much she loved the scripture verses that I would send her and that they were so encouraging and that she took the ones that I had put on a, it's like a little O-ring, kind of a little flip thing. And she she pulled them out and she says, look, mom, I, I use these with the children. So she leads a Sunday school group with the church. I just thought, how cool is that? It's almost like a, a double blessing. You know, you, you see that ripple effect of how, you know, you extend the love and she takes it and shares that as well. So. I just love that. If anything, it, it just makes me think of that verse uh, in John 1, 419. We love each other because he loved us first. And these kids are just overjoyed to get the letters and to read them. And sometimes they don't write big things back, but it's a thought that I think counts. It's the action that you take in love to send and let them know that you're thinking of them and praying for them that they matter. that they've, they've got hope. Um, when you look at some of the kids on the way there, some of the other villages in Bologna and places like that, you just, you see a kind of a hopelessness and a kind of a despair and things like that. When you meet the sponsored kids and the kids that have, uh, they're going to the school, they have a place to live, they have food and things like that. You can tell they have hope and there's a, you know, a smile on their face. And when people go there, I think they they realize, well, they can make that connection that we make, that this person, the sponsor, is real. And for them, I think when they finally realize that you came 8,000, 9,000 miles just 
pretty much just to see them. Um, it's pretty amazing. And it, I think it just gives them hope that there's someone out there um, that really cares about them. And that maybe, you know, if this person really cares about them, maybe there's a God that loves them too. And maybe the whole thing is just, it's all real. And just to see that in the kids, it's just awesome. And building those relationships across the cultures and across the continents, it, it just brings the world together, it unites people. And now looking at it, we have these kids that we sponsor in other countries and we have a connection with these countries now and what's going on there. And it just makes the world it, it, it does. It makes the world smaller and it just uh, it brings everybody together and you realize it's not just you out there, it's it's a bunch of kids and people and we need to help. Well you hear that quote that it takes a village to raise a child. It it really truly is because you may be doing a small part of it here, but that small part could be huge in the life of a child. It's a bigger picture to be a part of in a larger faith family. it's brought us uh, closer together. Um, it kind of gave us something in common that we can all kind of focus on because especially in America, we're all running in different directions. Everyone's in school, we're going to our jobs and things like that. But um, we've got something we all did together as a family. And it's kind of a family project and our volunteering has been done individually and as a family. So it's it's been a connection for us all, and it's just been some memories that we'll always remember. So what would you guys say to someone who is thinking about sponsoring? You know, it was funny, as we both wrote down, just do it. I mean, step out in faith, just do it. And he, on his piece of paper, yes, just do it. <laughs> There's nothing negative about it. You're the a little bit that you're spending. It's it's not that much money to sponsor a child. It's less than, definitely less than going out to eat. And what you get back, it makes it all worth it. And just knowing that you've helped somebody. I like what he had written down that he was originally thinking of a one-way street is really a two-way street. So it's kind of it's connected. It, over the two times that I've been now. It's expanded my view of looking at relational and stopping and taking that moment to talk to people and and to listen to hear their stories because everybody has a story to share. You know, within those stories, we all can learn from one another and it just is such a, a great way to, to connect with others. Well, and here in, in our culture, we're taught to be really individualistic and, you know, do everything your way. And, but when it comes down to it, I think we need those connections too, just like they do. We may not admit it, it's not in the front of our mind, but when you make those connections, it's just, it's, it's priceless. And then the other thing I think about is that ripple effect. You have so much bigger impact than, than just the child you sponsor. You're helping a community of children and the staff, and it, and, and it makes a lasting change um, through that love that you extend and that time that you take and, and that spreads out into their local community as well. So, I mean, it's it's not just the small little, you know, you're, you're a piece of the bigger puzzle. What is it Mother Teresa says to love that person directly in front of you? Because, I mean, we can't, we can't reach them all at once.
look at it and you think, well, we were able to go, but we're also being carried by the 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 prayers, the love and support of all the people that made it happen too. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's not just us doing it. It's it's a bigger um, you know, group of people and we're so, you know, grateful for all those who prayed for us and um, supported us on on this um the last two trips, especially the one for our families just really meant a lot. Yeah, it's 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 um it's fun to see the people that uh, step forward to support you, and sometimes it's people you never expected. That um, you got you have people that you know that are gonna support what you're doing. Some of your real close friends and family, but then there's a lot of others that step forward and want to be a part of it, and it's it's humbling. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting to see what happens. So I'm thinking that you guys are not going to be the same after this trip. No. <laughs> We're planning our next one already. So. <laughs> um, it's given us, at least me, a, a lot broader perspective. Um, having been there, it, I mean, part of it's making the world smaller, and you realize that it's when you see the headlines and the news and things, you, you realize, hey, I know some of these people, and there's you have that connection to it. Um, which I think is important to be connected to not just your community, but the world around you, um, even if it is thousands of miles away. Part of it is realizing that um, I always just used to think of the sponsorship as a one-way thing. It was uh, money and letters and stuff coming from here to help the kids there. But really, there's a flip side to it. Everyone needs to know that uh, that people love them. And that God loves them, and and when you find out that you know that the kids are, they love you back. They're praying for you, and they're thinking about you. And you just know that, like you giving them hope, they give you hope. And on your worst day, you look at it and go, "Man, this is kid in Africa that loves me, and this is great." And it's just one more person, part of your extended family. And just when you put it all together and you get that connection, it's pretty awesome. This is where we pause in the story. This family story isn't over yet. I think there's more to come. Like Deanne said, there is a ripple effect. So who knows? One day you might be hearing the next installment to this story. If you're curious about sponsoring a child, go to cotni.org forward slash children to meet the children who still need sponsors. And if you're curious about going on a venture trip like the Jacobsons, go to cotni.org forward slash venture to learn more. Before I go, I want to say a heartfelt thank you to Kyle, Deanne, and Aaron. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Hi, hi.